where you was, coming to where I was. That's a big thing. Now, it wasn't a big thing necessarily on his end as far as him getting to me. But it's amazing that he would come to somebody like me. See, God, God's everywhere. There's not a place that he's not. Where would you go if you wanted to hide from God? There's no place you can go. But just the fact that he, that, that voice that Brother Michael talked about. Mm, what a blessing that he would talk to somebody like me. Yes, sir, Brother Bill. your Bibles, we ask you to go with us to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, chapter number 2. And we're going to give you what the Lord's put on our heart. And and then we're going to obey the Lord. And then we're going to see whatever the Lord has for us. Amen. Amen. John's Gospel, chapter number 2. We're going to begin reading in verse number 1 of John's Gospel, chapter number 2. If you're there, say amen. Amen. All right. The Bible says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they fill them up to the brim. And he saith, Unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when the men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus, king of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. We'll end our reading there and ask the Lord to help us tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you tonight. 
And Lord, what a blessing to be able to gather with your people tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would help us for a few moments as we preach the word of God, as we, Lord, stand and, Lord, in a place where man cannot stand alone. And Lord, we realize tonight, Lord, how we need you. Lord, if anything's going to be done, it's going to be because of you. So Lord, I pray that you would help us now. We'll be sure to give you all the honor and all the glory. For it's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Now here in the text in which we've read tonight, this is the very first miracle of the Lord Jesus while here on earth as far as the 33 and a half years <coughs> in which he lived. Right. We find this miracle was the beginning of his ministry. It's amazing at how in the word of God about the beginning. There's a lot said about the beginning. Uh, There's been quite a few beginnings. And here we find this being the beginning of his earthly ministry. I want to say tonight, I'm glad that I got a beginning tonight. Now, if you're confused about what I'm talking about, it ain't necessarily 1981 when I was born of my mother, although that was a good beginning. But I'm glad tonight that I got another beginning. It was when I got born into the family of God. And I want to say tonight, if you don't have a beginning of being born again, oh, tonight you can have a beginning. Now, it's amazing this miracle that God did at this marriage. Uh, when you think about how God turned water into wine, something that was, uh, that was a need in that day, God came and he met that need. I'm glad that the God that met that need, I'm glad he's still meeting needs of the day. Matter of fact, I'm glad that he's met my need. See, hey, I'm glad that whenever tomorrow I wake up and I have another need, I'm glad that he'll be there and he'll meet that need in a way that maybe you and I may not understand. But he's a God that can meet the need. Whatever the need is. We heard this lady stand here a minute ago and talk about how God has met her need. And I want to raise my hand and say praise the Lord. What a blessing that we got a God tonight who can still meet the need of everybody in the building. Now, I got to thinking about this and how that the Lord came He was invited. He was called to this place. And something that is interesting to me is his mother came and said, they're out of wine. And we find here in the word of God at how Jesus said, here, 
in verse number four, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. And then in verse number five, his mother saith unto him, unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I want to say tonight, just like Mary said, whatever he has said to you, you need to do it. Now, what he said to you may be different than what he said to Brother Craig. And it may be different in what he said to me. Now, we just heard from the man of God as he stood and preached about the voice, hearing the voice of God. And we find here that Mary, the mother of Jesus, said to these men, hey, whatever he says unto you, do it. And I want to tell you tonight, that we need to be people willing to do whatever he says unto you and I. So often I find that if I'm not careful, that the Lord will ask me to do something and I will ignore what he's asked me to do. And it's as if I'm waiting for him to ask me to do something else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, I don't want to do that. Just, just give me something else to do. But hey, God ain't going to ask me to do something else until I've done what he's originally asked me to do. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is seen. So whatever God's asked you to do and you've not yet done it, that's seen. According to the Bible. Because God wants you and I to be obedient to what he asks you and I. Now I got to thinking about here in the word of God. This miracle that God performed and how God did something between the dipping and the sipping. There was something that happened between the time they put them water pots down in that well and pulled it up and got to where they was going. God did something to them water pots. And the same God that did something to them, I'm glad that God did a miracle in my life. He did something that I can't explain. He did something that overloads my mind so often, but I'm glad tonight he did it. Now I got to thinking about what he did. And we find this here. It's amazing how there was a change that took place in these water pots. And the same change that took place in the water pods. I'm glad that change took place in my life one day. I'm glad there was something that happened on the inside. Hey, they didn't know what was going on. It was amazing at how God did something when nobody else understood. And in the day in which we live, God will do something in your life and do something in my life. When nobody else around will really understand what God's doing. That's right. And yet God's doing an eternal work yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Now I got to thinking about this. And we find here in verse number 8. 
And he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine. When he tasted it. I want to ask you tonight, talking about these water pots being a picture of you and I. And what God did on the inside of these water pots and what God has done in my life and in your life. I want to ask you tonight, how do you taste around others? When people get around you and I, what is it that has something that the Holy Ghost will use to draw them? See, God will use his people. It'll be it'll be salt. It'll be something that they taste and they say, hey, I don't know what he's got, but I want And there should be a taste in you and I's life. We find here, not only that, but I got to thinking about how that whenever you think about these, these men here, the Bible says here in verse number nine, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was. This ruler, this high elite fella, this real big fella in the world, so to speak, he didn't have a clue what happened. He didn't know what was going on. But we find here, but the servants which drew the water in the world's eyes the elite didn't have a clue. Right. Amen. But the servants. That's good. Yeah. Amen. Did you know tonight to you and I, those that drive up and down these roads and understand there's a church on the side of the hill here, that they look at us as like the poor, pitiful You're right. of society. Right. Amen. But they don't understand that right. we know something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, we know something. Yeah. Yeah. What a blessing. The ones that drew knew. Yes. I'm glad one day I got something put on the inside of me and I know some things. Now, hey, I may not be wealthy in the world's eyes, but I'm telling you, I'm kin to a king. And we find here that the servants knew when nobody else knew. There's something about being a servant. There's something about being a base. God will show servants things that he won't show others. Now, I don't know how to explain that, but it's amazing how through Scripture what servants knew and what they got to see from being a servant. Now, I got to thinking about this also. Here in these verses, we find that the Lord Jesus is a very unique individual there ain't nobody like him and he does things that we just stand in awe and we stand in amazement and it's just a blessing just to be there when he's moving even though so often we don't know. Matter of fact, y'all have been here, Brother Craig. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. All I know is we're trying our best to follow God. Y'all have heard that these last couple of days. And I want to say that's a blessing. 
I'm glad we don't know. Amen. I'm glad that we are trying our best by faith trying to follow God. But God will do things that so often just blow my mind. And that, my mind's not real hard to be blowed anyways. But I want to look at this. Some things that Jesus went against here in this text. First of all, we find in verse number four, the Bible says, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. First of all, Jesus went against their time. When they thought he was supposed to move, when they thought he was supposed to operate, when they thought it should be done right now, against their time and he said mine hour is not yet coming did you know in our day Jesus will go against your timing and my timing he'll go against when you and I in our mind we we, we have this thing of uh, he needs to do it right now and yet God his timing is very important you find all through the word of God at how Jesus in his timing how he went against the timing of those around him. You think about John 11. Right. You, you think about that man there in John 5, the pool of Bethesda. Right. 38 years right. laid out by a pool. Right. Couldn't walk, couldn't move. And yet Jesus was right on time Amen. when he came. But in my mind and in your mind and in our way of living and how we do things, yeah. if he don't move between 7 and 8.30, well, I'm sorry. We'll give you another shot next time. You know what I'm saying? You're right. We, we, we want to put him in a box. Yes. But God, his timing sometimes may go against our. Amen. Not only did he go against their timing, but in verse number six and seven, we find the Bible says, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water and they fill them up to the brim. Not only do we find that Jesus will go against your timing, but we find here that Jesus went against their tradition. The way that they had always done it, Jesus went against it. Because they only filled up three or four firkins. But Jesus told them to fill up to the brim. The way that they had always done it, God told them to do it a different way. Did you know Jesus sometimes will come in a service and the way that you and I have our traditional service, he may may mix it up. He may have preaching first and then have singing. Then testify and then altar call. Hey, I've been in church before with my dad. My dad, I remember some years ago when he pastored in Louisiana one Sunday morning, we walked into church. And I remember my dad got his Bible, got in the pulpit. Sunday morning, Sunday school hour, got his Bible, preached. Got done preaching, sang a couple songs, had altar call. And then the main worship service started. Everybody started pulling in. As they all got in, sat down, he said, we've done had preaching. We want y'all to see what we have at Sunday school this morning. Everybody is going to Sunday school. 
And uh, that's going against the tradition. I'm glad that we've got a God sometimes that he'll go against what you and I, how you and I do things and how you and I operate. What a blessing tonight that we've got a God that you can't put him in a box. Not only do we find that he went against their timing, did he go against their tradition, but we find in verse number 10, and saith unto him, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, thou hast kept the good wine until now. Not only did Jesus go against their timing, Jesus went against their tradition, but Jesus also go against your thinking. Amen. That's good. There are ways that I think that God has to do something. Yes, but He ain't got to do it that way. Amen. Matter of fact. There's been times when God has done things that you couldn't put on paper. You could not write it down. You could not figure it out. There was no way. And God go against my thinking. You may have something that you're going through right now. And in your mind, you've got it planned out of how you think that God could just take care of this problem. But did you know God ain't got to go the way you're thinking? God ain't got to do exactly the way you and I think it's supposed to happen. I'm glad we've got a God. See, all the other so-called gods in the world, they've got ways they operate. They've got ways they do it, and they've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. But see, our God never moves the same. Every time He works, it's completely different. Now there may be things in that service that are they're 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 kind of the same, but you'll never be in the same service as we right. tonight. We'll never be in another one like this one. Yes, everybody. never will happen. And I'm glad that we've got a God that can do things for you and I that nobody else can do. Everybody. And so I'm glad tonight, whatever you're going through. He may go against your time and your tradition and your way of thinking. But I'm glad he can do it with no problem. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd take these few thoughts, Lord, tonight and help us to realize, Lord, who you are and how great you are. Lord, I pray that you would be uh, with the remaining part of this service, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, that you, uh, Lord, have for us, God, I pray. Lord, you'd help us to be sensitive to what you ask us to do. Lord, help us to be, Lord, like them servants. Whatever he saith unto you, do it. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me have that attitude. Lord, of whatever you ask me to do, I want to do it. Be now with this remaining part. We'll give you all the honor and all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. You come ahead, Brother Craig, as you see fit.